Hello and welcome to another edition of the Red Sox Nation, the Illinois Charter Podcast. I'm your host, Tom O'Shea. Episode 55. So the trade deadline has come and gone. We said some we said hello to a few people and said goodbye to a few. And most importantly, one person. We'll get into it in a little bit. So Monday, um, here's what happened on the trade deadline front. All right. Red Sox did trade. Someone important. Um, yeah, they traded old or old Christian Vasquez to the Houston Astros for two minor leaguers, uh, second baseman Manuel Valdez and uh, outfielder Wilner Abreu. Yeah. So, and also they made another trade to center or they acquired uh, Tommy Pham from the Cincinnati Reds for a player to be named later. And then they acquire, or then they acquire catcher Risa McGuire to basically be Christian Vasquez's walk or a replacement in return for relief pitcher Jake Diekman. Yeah, we'll get into the trade in a little bit when we talk about uh, the recap. But first, let's talk about the game, or or just like a go over the recap of the game. So, a little bit of a score, low scoring affair, but. Jaron Durant did most of the scoring. Our bullpen came up really good. Evaldi pitched possibly might have been maybe the last game of his uh, Red Sox career. We don't know. We'll find out in a little bit in the show. But he put up a performance to remember and stuff like that. And Red Sox end up getting the win. Bullpen holds it down. They win 3-2. to two, Increased their record back to 500 to 52-52. All right. So awesome. Against a really tough Houston Astros team on national television. All right. So here we go. Um, Red Sox by scores. Leading off and playing center field was uh, Jaron Duran. He went two for four, so pretty good night from him. One run, three RBIs, zero walks, and he strikes out zero times. All right. Batting second and playing shortstop, uh, Xander Bogarts, 0 for four. No runs, no RBIs, no walks, and he punched out all, or two of those four bats. All right. Batting third and playing left field, Alex Verdugo, one for four, no runs, no RBIs, no walks, and he does strike out twice or strike out two times. All right, and then batting uh, fourth and playing DH, maybe for the last time for the Red Sox, is uh, JD Martinez, uh, one for four, no runs, no RBIs, no walks, and he strikes out once. Batting fifth and playing third base, Christian Arroyo. He goes one for four, no runs, no RBIs, no walks, and he strikes out zero times. All right, and then uh, batting or uh, batting six and playing right field, Franchi Cordero, 0 for four, no runs, no RBIs, no walks, and he strikes out once. All right, and then substituting for him and playing right field is uh, Jackie Bradley Jr., but he does not get in a bat whatsoever, so there's no point going over his line score. All right. And then uh, batting seventh and playing first base is uh, Bobby Dahlbeck, one for two, two run or two runs, zero RBIs, one walk, and he does strike out once. All right, and then uh, batting second and playing uh, or uh, batting eighth and playing second base is uh, Yolmer Sanchez, 0 for three, so his hit streak just or hitless streak keeps continue or uh, keeps or uh, continues. No runs, no RBIs, no walks, and he strikes out one of those three at bats. All right. Then batting ninth and playing second or uh, catcher is uh, Kevin Puecki, 0 for 3, no runs, no RBIs, no walks, and he strikes out zero times. All right. So basically, the only offense in this game was a, a double or a couple of doubles, one from uh, Dahlbeck and uh, one from uh, Jared Durant. Uh, 
ground roll double, as I should say. We'll talk about that in a little bit. All right. And then a home run by Jaron Durant, his second of the year in the fifth inning off of Luis Garcia with one on and two out. Then, as I said, three RBIs from Jaron Durant. Yeah. So basically, they were really offensive machine in this game. Like, really, I had a night. So pretty good night from all the Jaron Durant. All right. Okay, and uh, Boston pitching, here we go. So um, Nathan Baldy, he gets a start and possibly maybe for the last time as a Red Sox. We don't know. We'll find out in the episode if he stays or if he goes. Uh, he pitched 6.1 innings and got the win, 5-3 uh, and three so far this year. Gave up four hits, surrendered two runs, but none of them were earned. Walked two people, punched out six, gave up zero home, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a 4.11 ERA. All right. John Schreiber, he came in and pitched 1.2 innings, um, gave up a hit, but he did not surrender a run, and obviously none of them were earned. Uh, walked no, or walked a person, struck out two, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a 1.55 ERA. All right, and the Collinsville, Illinois native Tanner Houck, he came in and pitched an inning and got the save his seventh of the year. He gave up, or uh, he gave up zero hits and he surrendered zero runs and. Obviously, none of them were earned. Walked nobody, struck out one, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a 3.24 ERA. All right. Okay, Astros. All right. So, all right. So, uh, the Houston Astros. So, what am I saying? All right. So, um, leading off and playing second base was a Jose Altuve, 0 for 4. He does score a run, though. No RBIs, no walks, and he strikes out zero times. All right. Batting second and playing first base, uh, Yuri Gurriel. He goes one for four, one run, zero RBIs, zero walks, and he strikes out once. All right. Batting uh, third and playing uh, DH, uh, uh, Jordan, or Jordan Alvarez. He goes 0 for two, no runs, one RBI, though, one walk, and he does strike out one of those two at bats. All right. Batting third or batting fourth and playing third base is uh, Yali Diaz, Alali Diaz. He goes uh, two for four. No runs, one RBI, zero walks, and he strikes out once. So pretty good night from him. Batting fifth and playing right field, Kyle Tucker. He goes 0 for free, no runs, no RBIs, one walk, and he strikes out zero times. All right. And then uh, batting sixth and playing shortstop, uh, Jeremy Pena, 0 for four, no runs, no RBIs, no walks, and he does strike out two of those four bats. All right, batting seventh and playing left field, Chas McCormick. He goes 0 for 3, no runs, no RBIs, one walk, and he does strike out once. All right, and then uh, batting eighth and playing center field is uh, Jake or Jake Myers. I think that's his name. I believe so, but I could be wrong. Yep, Jake Myers, that's his name. All right, he goes uh, 1 for 3, no runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and he does strike out once. All right, and then pinch hitting for him is uh, – J.J. Uh, Matachovic, but uh, he goes over one, and that one at bat was a strikeout. All right. And then uh, bad ninth and playing catcher, uh, Martin Maldonado. He goes one for free, no runs, no RBIs, no walks, and he strikes out once. All right. And then pinch hitting for him was he – I don't know who this dude is. Taylor Jones. All right. New dude. Seems new. Yeah, looks like a rookie. All right. He goes over one, though. No runs, no RBIs, no walks, and he strikes out zero times, so. though. Right. So basically the only real offense in this game was basically a couple doubles, one from uh, Gurriel and then one from Diaz, then RBIs from uh, Alvarez and then Diaz as well, and then, yeah, nothing else. All right. 
Houston pitching, here we go. So, uh, getting the start in this one and pitching seven innings and getting the loss in this one, also increasing this record to eight and seven is or uh, Luis uh, Garcia. He gives up six hits. He surrenders three runs, and all three of them are earned. He does walk a person, strikes out five, gives up five or one home run, and leaves the game with a 3.81 ERA. All right. Or uh, Phil Maton, he comes in and pitches an inning. He does not give up a hit, and he does not surrender a run. And obviously, none of them are earned. Uh, walks a person or walks nobody, strikes out two, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with a 3.38 ERA. All right. All right. Then Rafael Mateo, he comes in and pitches an inning. Uh, does not give up a hit and does not surrender a run. And yes, obviously, none of them are earned. He does not walk a single person, strikes out one, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with a 1.67 ERA. So, scoring summary. So, the Red Sox get on the board first in the top of the third inning. As as I said, Jaron Duran hits a ground rule double into uh, right field that basically bounces into the right field stands to score Bobby Dawback. one nothing Red Sox lead. But hold your horses in the well, hold your horses in the bottom of the third. Astros score or strike back as Jordan Alvarez he hits a sack fly into a uh, left field to score Altuve tied up one one, and then. Alandi Diaz, he hits a double into left field to score Guriel, make it 2-1 Astros lead. But hold on there, folks. Red Sox retake the lead and hold it for good for the rest of the game as uh, in the top of the fifth as Jaron Duran hits a two-run home run to score himself and the go-ahead or score Bobby Dahlbeck and himself the go-ahead run to make it a 3-2 Red Sox lead. That is where your final score would stand. Because the bullpen comes in, they hold they hold on there, they hold on to their deal. Red Sox win. Increase their record to uh or uh increase their win streak to two wins. Very good. Very good. Yeah. In a nationally televised game. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I said. Basically, yeah. Um uh, or um, Evaldi pitched really good. If, if this is gonna, if this was gonna be his last game as a member of the Red Sox, he picked a good night to have a really good game. As I said, he only get he really basically uh, he struck out five or struck out six people. He did not. He didn't even give up an earned run. He did give up some runs, but he did not give up an earned run. Uh, he only gave up four hits. Yeah, and walked only two people. So that's really a quality start right there for old Evaldi. If this is the last hurrah for him as a member of the Red Sox. But we'll find out. I do know the – and you probably already know by now, we already know what's going to happen with him. But we'll talk about that in the next uh, segment. But, yeah, other things too. So, yeah, Jared Durant had a nice night too. Yeah. He basically put the Red Sox up to begin with and basically put them ahead to basically win the game too. So he was doing it all tonight, yeah, or in this one. So pretty good. Our bullpen came up good. Like John Schreiber came up in a really good or really critical moment where, and there were like a moment, there's moments too where like we had two runners on and he basically held the door in the eighth inning. And basically um, there was a one play that he made to Bobby Dawback that basically he almost like looked like he misplayed or uh, mishandled too, but he was able to get it off. And then Bobby Dawback just snatched it up and basically saved him kind of deal. But yeah, Schreiber did his job and I was like, I was heading home from a, a Corn Belters game, which is like the normal Corn Belters are basically a collegiate a summer league team 
here in town. So I was heading home from that. I was listening to the game on the way home, and like I and that and that was the inning I was listening to. And then after he punched out the last batter in the eighth inning, I basically just shouted at away Johnny Condio. So that was pretty neat. Yeah, so I was excited. I mean, seriously, this would be a great game if we won if we won this game, which we did. Yeah, we did do that. All right, let's talk about uh, Christian or uh, Christian Vasquez going. That is really sad. I mean, I kind of knew – we all knew the trade was coming. We just – we kind of hoped that maybe it would not happen. We knew he was in trade discussions and stuff like that, but we were just kind of hoping maybe they won't eventually trade him. Maybe they'll just, like, try to trade him but couldn't find a suitor. And But they found a suitor. In the Houston Astros, and now it's just he was taking BP before the game, and they informed him, "Yeah, you've been traded to the Astros." So, which I feel like that's not the only time that's happened. I I, I think uh, Doug Mankiewicz that happened to him when we got him from the Red Sox. Uh, we were playing the Twins, and he just had to walk across the next dugout, kind of, or walk across the clubhouse. It was basically, yeah. So he didn't really have to go far to yeah. So just walk across, yeah, kind of deal. Yeah, that was the Nomar trade, and uh, Orla- I think Orlando Cabrera, too, also was in that trade, too. So, yeah. So, we got him. We didn't get him. All right. But, anyway, back to Christian Vasquez. So, he was really emotional. Like, he he looked like he was about ready to cry when uh he was about, like, he was hugging, like, all his teammates and stuff like that. And, like, when uh, the swarm of reporters were, like, basically coming over him and stuff like that, and... He, uh, they asked him and questions, and he said, this is just a business. And I know. It really does stink. For a guy that basically grew up as a Red Sox or a, as a Boston Red Sox, and that's kind of how – hold on. Christian – I'm trying to – so, yeah. So, yeah. So, basically got drafted by the Red Sox in uh, 2008 and basically was in their farm system for just the entirety of his career and stuff like that. And he had really key moments. Like, he caught the final out in the 2018 World Series. And he had a game-winning home run last year in the postseason against the Tampa Bay Rays. Basically a walk-off. I think that was, like, the basically the first home run that a Red Sox catcher hit in the postseason, a walk-off home run, since maybe Carlton Fisk. Back in 1975 in that classic World Series game. So, yeah. He did a post on Instagram right before uh, when he got traded. So here we are. So my extended family, there is a lot of mixed feelings as I'm writing this. It's been, it has been 15 years that we have spent together. Um, And this is to Red Sox Nation. Uh, Starting back in 2008 when I was drafted by the Red Sox and I left home at eight at 17 during or going through the minors and finally making it to the big show in 2014 with all of you with all of you behind me then in 2015 getting Tommy John and healing from that to 2018 the great season when I and you became world champions Red Sox Nation has been with me all the way you have sent me or you have seen me grown up as a person and as a player I went through all the minor or all the minor league teams from the extended rookie season, Lowell Springers, which is not a team anymore, uh, Greenville Drives, Salem Red Sox, Portland Sea Dogs, and Batucket Red Sox, now the Woodster Red Sox. 
Um, and I and I and I have so much to be grateful for. The coaches, clubhouse staff, trainers, and teammates who became my family during my time in all of the Red Sox teams. I am forever grateful for you or for you or for you for you or for you helped me when I was away from my family and 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 I can't talk and I felt supported by you. It is true that Red Sox Nation is one of the best fan bases in the in baseball and in the world. Your energy at Fenway and even on the road cannot be replicated. And I will hear you cheer in my heart forever. I hope to one day come back to or to you again, even if even if I have a different uniform on my back. My family and I will always miss you. Boston will always have a place in my heart. And this is and this is me leaving a place of it with you. May God bless may, may God all may God bless all of you. Love you forever, Red Sox Nation. And then he said, he and uh, and he said, and to the Houston Astros, thank you for this opportunity. I'm looking forward to playing for the Astros fans and taking it all the way. Let's go, Christian. Well, with that being said, Christian Vasquez, thank you so much for the memories. Stuff like 2018, even the postseason memories of a uh, last year, 2021. Seriously, there have been some highs, there have been some lows, but there have been some a lot more highs than lows. And thank you so much. Best of luck in Houston or wherever your career takes you. Once a Red Sox, always a Red Sox. And we just got emotional here. Jeez. All right. So let's talk about the guys that we just got in this trade. Uh, so Tommy Pham, outfielder. I mean, we were thinking of getting him this past offseason or two, but he decided to sign with the Reds, and, yeah, didn't really happen. But now we got him. We got him now. And then Reese Hoskins, uh, catcher, he's probably going to be uh, Christian Vasquez's uh, replacement. I don't know about these guys. I mean, seriously. I mean, what I've been hearing from these guys, especially their off-field stuff, it's not looking good. Yeah, it's not looking good. At least Reese Hopkins uh situation. So anyway, we might we won't yeah, go too graphic into that, but yeah. So if you don't know the story behind Tommy Pham and the Jock Peterson fancy football dispute that happened like earlier in the year. So apparently him, Jock Peterson, and I think Mike Trout was commissioner too in this league. So they were all in this fancy football league. And what happened, and there was a dispute that happened, like, between, like, interpretation of the rules and stuff like that over a trade, and then, like, uh, stuff went down on, like, the chat room or what well, the chat room, like, uh, like I think Jock posting a meme, kind of poking fun at uh, Tommy Pham and stuff like that. And uh, so afterwards, so how this all escalated is, so during a Reds and Giants game earlier this year, when they were taking BP and stuff like that. So Jack Peterson basically goes up the one. Well, actually, uh, Tommy fan goes up to Jack Peterson and basically just does a, yep. A slap across the face kind of deal. And kind of like what Will Smith did to Chris Rock in the Oscars this year. Yeah. Keep my wife's name on your fucking mouth. <laughs> mm. 
Yes, that it was just weird. It looked really bad, and but it was funny. But it was like really weird at the same time. Like, why would we do something like that? Yeah. Um, offensively, he's been one of the best offensive or one of the second best offensive players for the Reds. But that's not really saying much. But still, yeah. I mean, seriously, he's kind of one of their better bats. But yeah, I mean, that's really not saying much. He's kind of a two forty eight hitter and stuff like that. And like, he's had like eleven home runs so far this year. That's not really saying much. Hopefully, he produces here. Reese McGuire, ugh. let's talk about him, what he did off the field. Yeah, we. I don't know if we should say it, but. All right. So, back in February 2020, he basically got arrested and fined, I think, like $505,000 for. Oh, boy. Publicly, publicly jerking off in public. Yeah, in a shopping mall. Yeah, not great. No. Ugh. Yeah, I told that to my parents, and they basically just like, oh, my God, why did we acquire the student? I don't know. Maybe Heimzoom's seen something in uh, Reese McGuire that we don't see, like catching-wise and maybe offensively. I don't know. I don't know. Defensively and offensively, I don't know. Well, we did get rid of Dick, Dick, or, uh, Jake Diekman, and that's kind of a little bit good because so far Jake Diekman's uh, time in Boston did not look good. No, sir. I feel like every time we called in Jake Diekman, I felt like, oh, boy, this game's going to go down south. Even the earlier games, like one that one game where we had a lead against the Angels and basically blew it up, I thought, yeah, here we go. Here comes Jake Diekman. He is going to come in and blow up the game. Well, I mean, Hansel Robles kind of did a little bit of that, too. But, I mean, after that, I thought, yeah, here we go. Uh, Jake Demon's going to, like, blow this. And it's just – that's how it is. I mean, don't get me wrong. I was so excited when we signed him. I really was. I thought, all right, we got competent bullpen arm, kind of deal, which we are lacking. That's what we kind of need, bullpen arms. But it just didn't turn out, and now he's heading to the White Sox. Maybe we'll fuck things up there. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, hopefully for the guys that come there for or guys that have come here, Tommy Pham and Reese McGuire, I'm not really impressed what you did off the field, but do or uh, get it done here in Boston on the field, and I won't even care, Kyle. Just just get it done. Just get just help us out getting the postseason. Just help us out. All right. We will go to break and then come back and talk about uh, game two of the series and basically the recap wrapping up of the trade deadline. And you're probably going to like what we got in uh, this day's trade. All right, welcome back to game two of the series. And we made some trades. Or, well, not actually one trade. So apparently we um, we have acquired a first baseman. We have acquired first baseman... Eric Hosmer from the San Diego Padres, and we acquired him. Um, let's see. So, so we got in return, we got uh, Eric Hosmer, and we got uh, two outfielders, uh, or well, actually two minor leaguers, second baseman Max Ferguson, and uh, outfielder Corey Rozier, and cash, or and cash consideration too, for Jay Groom, our minor league pitcher. So, all right, pretty good. 
Yeah, it's a re really nice pickup, and we'll talk about that in also, too. So, yeah, awesome. All right. And the trade deadline has come and gone, and I can safely say J.D. Martinez and Nathan Woley have not been traded. So that at least for two more months, they will be Boston Red Sox. And then the offseason comes, and we'll find out then what happens to them heading into the future. So we have at least got two more months left of JD and Nathan Evaldi. Good. Add away. And a really nice pickup for, uh, yeah, getting Eric Hosmer. We'll talk about that too in a little bit, but first let's talk about the game on Tuesday. So once again, another low scoring affair, not a lot of offense going on this one, but welcome back. Raphael Devers. What does he do? He hits a up. Oh, does nothing much. Here's a double. And basically, a go-ahead home run to basically uh, get the Red Sox to win. Cutter Crawford does his job and uh, once again just pitches outstandingly. And the Red Sox hold on to the win, two to one. They increase their uh, win streak to three three games and go back above 553 and 52. So pretty good. And, and more importantly, in this, they got a series win. For the first time since the Cleveland Guardians series back in Cleveland in early or a late June, the Red Sox finally have won a series against and by I should say a really good Houston Astros team, like basically the second best team in the American League right now. And kind of hoping, kind of hoping they're like kind of like our last hope of maybe hoping our Yankees World Series will not happen, kind of deal. So hopefully, yeah, they're our last two, but still, what a nice series win. So going for the sweep on Wednesday. But first, let's talk about game two. All right. So Red Sox box scores. Uh, leading off and playing uh, center field, Jaron Durant, 0 for 4. No runs, no RBIs, no walks, and he strikes out one of those four bats. Okay. Making his Red Sox debut at left field, Tommy Pham, uh, 1 for 4. So, all right, pretty good. How do I get your first base hit? Um, and that was the first base hit for the Red Sox in that game in the fourth inning. All right. One run, zero RBIs, zero walks, but he does strike out two times. So, yeah. Then substituting for him and playing right field is uh, Jackie Bradley Jr., but he does not get in a bat whatsoever, so there's no point going over his line score. All right. And then welcome back, Rafael Devers from the 10-day IL, batting third and playing third base. He goes two for four, so pretty good night from him. One run, two RBIs, zero walks, and he strikes out once. All right, batting fourth and playing DH. Welcome back. Well, sort of. J.D. Martinez, 0 for 4. No runs, no RBIs, no walks, and he does punch out three of those four bats. Yeah, so not good night. All right, so uh, batting fifth and playing right field and left field. Uh, Alex Verdugo, 0 for 4. No runs, no RBIs, no walks, and he does punch out all two, or, uh, two of those four bats. All right, batting uh, six and playing shortstop, Christian Arroyo, one for free. No runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and he strikes out zero times. All right. And then uh, batting seventh and playing first base, uh, Bobby Dahlbeck, one for two, zero runs, zero RBIs, one walk, and he strikes out once. All right, and then uh, batting, right, let's see, batting eighth and playing second base, Yolmer Sanchez, over free, so the hitless streak continues. No runs, no RBIs, no walks, and he strikes out zero times. So, all right. So, at least for that. All right. And then uh, batting ninth and playing catcher, uh, Kevin Pawecki, 0 for free, no. No runs, no RBIs, no walks, and he does punch out two of those three at-bats. All right. So, basically, so as I said, just a double by uh, 
Rafael Devers and a home run by Rafael Devers, as I said, 23rd of the year in the sixth inning off of a Christian Javier with uh, no on and two out, or nobody on and two out. And as I said, basically just Rafael Devers uh, with two RBIs. So basically the only real offense in uh, this game was coming from Rafael Devers. Five hits in total. Ugh. Yeah. Red Sox pitching, here we go. Or a Boston pitching, here we go. So Cutter Crawford gets a start and pitches six innings, and he gets the win. So he's now three and three, so back to 500. All right. Gives up seven hits. He does surrender a run, and that one run was earned. Walks a person, strikes out, punches out six, gives up zero home runs, and leads the game with a 3.86 ERA. Here are Kazu Salmora. He comes in and pitches an inning. One hit, no runs, and definitely none of them were earned. Walks nobody, strikes out one, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with a 3.43 ERA. All right, Austin Davis, he comes in and pitches 0.1 innings. Does give up a hit, but he does not surrender a run, and obviously no earned runs. Uh, walks a person, though, strikes out one, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with a 4.12 ERA. All right. And then the Collinsville, Illinois native, Tanner Houck, he comes in and pitches 1.2 innings and gets to save his eighth of the year. No hits, no runs, and definitely none of them are earned. Walked nobody, struck out, struck out nobody, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a 3.13 ERA. All right. All right. Here we are. Astros box scores. Here we go. So leading off and sec- playing second base, Jose Altuve, two for five. So pretty good night from him. One run, zero RBIs, zero walks, and he strikes out once. All right. Batting second and playing first base, uh, Yor Guriel, two for four, no runs, one RBI, zero walks, and he strikes out zero times. All right, and then uh, batting third and playing left field, uh, Jordan Alvarez, one for four, no runs, zero RBI, zero walks, and he strikes out twice. All right, and then uh, batting fourth and playing third base, or third base is Alex Bregman, one for three, no runs, no RBIs, one walk, and he strikes out once. All right, batting fifth and playing uh, right field, Kyle Tucker, 0 for three, no runs, no RBIs, one walk, and he punches out two of those three at-bats. All right. And then batting six and playing DH, uh, um, Alondis Diaz, he goes up one for four, no runs, no RBIs, no walks, and he strikes out zero times. Batting seventh and playing shortstop is uh, Jeremy Pena. Hold on, let me look at something real quick. Something just popped up. Uh, yeah. Okay, good. All right. Anyway, so, uh, so uh, Jeremy Pena goes two for four, no runs, no RBIs, no walks, and he strikes out zero times. Batting eighth and playing center field is uh, Jake Meyer. 0 for free, no runs, no RBIs, no walks, and he strikes out zero times. All right. And then pinch hitting for him, the newest acquisition or or acquisition from uh, the Orioles is uh, Trey Manzini. He goes 0 for 1, no runs, no RBIs, no walks, and he strikes out zero times. And then uh, batting ninth and playing catcher is uh, Martin Maldonado. 0 for free, no runs, no RBIs, no walks, and he punched out two of those three at-bats. And sadly, batting or pinch hitting for him was former friend Christian Vasquez. He goes 0 for 1, though. No runs, no RBIs, no walks, and he strikes out zero times. That's just sad. Just looking at him in a Astros jersey and warm-up shirts and stuff like that, that just looks sad. That really just is. All right, let's move on. We're just going to get – we're just going to tear up again. All right. All right, so – um. 
only a couple of doubles or only a couple of doubles, one from Altuve and then one from Alvarez and then RBIs, as I said, uh, one from uh, Gurriel. And then a stolen base by uh, Gurriel is eighth of the year in the second. Or No, that's just – all right. I thought I gave it nothing. All right. Houston pitching. Here we go. So uh, Christian uh, Javier, he uh, gets start and pitches six innings and gets the loss. So he's now six and seven for the year. Gives up four hits, surrenders two runs, and yes, all two of them are earned. He does walk a person. He does punch out seven. Gives up a home run, though, and leaves the game with a 3.24 ERA. All right. I think it's Brian Abreu. I could be wrong here. Yeah, Brian Abreu, he comes in and pitches in the inning. He does give, up a hit, does give up a hit, and he does not surrender a run, and obviously none of them are earned. Walks nobody, punches out two, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with a 2.63 ERA. All right, or Hector Nervaez, he comes, or Hector Nerva, or Nervaez, he comes in and pitches, or Hector Nervaez, I think it's Nervaz, Nervaz. I get confused with his name. Hector Nervaz, he comes in and pitches an inning, no hits, no runs, no earned runs, does not walk a single person. He does punch out two and gives up zero, or gave up zero home runs and left the game with 3.56 ERA. Rafael Mateo, he comes in and pitches an inning. No hits, no runs, no earned runs. Walked nobody, struck out nobody, gave him zero home runs, and left the game with a 1.64 ERA. All right. All right, so here we go. So to begin with the game, the Astros do get on the board first as Yuri Gurriel. He singles in the center field to score Jose Altuve, make a 1-0 uh, Astros lead. Then the bottom of the, or top of the fourth, the uh, Red Sox do get on the board, uh, thanks to uh, courtesy to start off with a Tommy Pham single, and uh, Rafael Devers brings him in on a double to tie up the ball game. To yeah, as I said, yeah, into a right field, Tommy Pham scores. Yeah, all right, all right, and then Red Sox basically take the lead, the go ahead run as Rafael Devers hits a two run or well, actually a solo go ahead home run. In the right field, two to one Red Sox. That's where your final score would stand. All right. Welcome back, Rafael Devers. What a night from him. I mean, that was basically the only offense for us going in this game. I mean, that was basically another low scoring game. Literally 14 hits from both sides and five from us somewhat. Yeah. Cutter Crawford, have a night. What what another great night from him, too. A very quality start from him. I mean, he only gave up one run entirely. He did give up seven hits. But he punched out six people, and that's really good. Anyway, Cutter, he's just – he's – I mean, he did kind of have a rough couple of starts at the beginning of the year and like a little bit middle of the year, but he's been turning on it lately. Having a really great quality starts. Even the ones that he does lose, he's having really great starts. Maybe the future starting pitching for our staff? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of – I mean, Winkowski, I mean, yeah, I mean, maybe the future, but he's been kind of a little bit like – Dipping down a little bit too, but Cutter Crawford so far he's been doing really good. So yeah, so yeah, but yeah, not a lot going on in this game. Rafael Devers just like had a welcome back party to remember as like he basically was bashing and not only tied up the ball game but put the go ahead run to like two innings later. That's really good. And away, Rafi Big Scoops. All right, let's get into the Eric Hosmer trade. All right, so. So apparently he almost was going to go to another team because earlier in the day, the big trade that everybody was waiting for was going to happen kind of deal happened as a, 
Um, Juan Soto gets traded to uh, Juan Soto and Josh Bell get traded to the San Diego Padres from the Washington Nationals. Um, and he was, and then uh, Eric Hosmer was supposed to be in that trade. There was only one problem though. He had a no trade clause, and the no in that no trade clause, one of the team, one of the cities that he was no, did not want to get traded to was the Washington Nationals or in Washington, D.C. Yeah. So, well, I mean, the trade still went on, but he just, they took him off the trade and stuff like that, put somebody else on. But the trade still went on. So, yeah, Josh Bell and uh, Juan Soto are in Slam Diego. Yeah. Yeah. But that worked good for us because an hour later, we decided to make a move. And we decided to guess, get, get guess who? Eric Hosmer. Yep. We decided to get him and we acquired a couple of uh, minor leaguers too. And uh, the only thing we had to give up was basically uh, kind of like minor leaguers that wasn't really going anywhere kind of deal. And sadly, that person was Jake Room. So he is heading to Slam Diego or at least to their farm system kind of deal. So, and that really is a shame for someone like Jake Room. As someone who I thought when he got drafted back in 2016 was going to be a really stellar pitcher. Like, he was probably going to be the future ace of our club, like Roger Clemens, Pedro Martinez, and stuff like that. But that's the thing that's wrong. When you compare him to those guys and guys like – they were even saying that he was going to be the next massive Bumgarner. And that's kind of bad, too. But when you do that, too, that really messes up with the kid. That makes makes him feel like, hey, I don't really have to work as hard as – because they're always saying that I'm going to just be great, Daniel. And he didn't really turn out to be great. And also, too, he did have Tommy John surgery like earlier in his um, minor league career that like, kind of really derailed his career and stuff like that. And he just hasn't been the same since then. And that just really is sad. He did kind of make a, a climb, and he was on the 40-man roster for this year, so we could have brought him up um, later on. But, yeah, it just didn't turn out. And uh, he was in uh, Worcester uh, earlier in the or uh, later in the year before we trade him and stuff like that. So, yeah. Hopefully you have a fine career in San Diego, Jake Room. Sorry we couldn't make it work out here. And welcome, Eric Hosmer. Welcome to the club. I'm really excited to. Yeah, I was talking to uh, my co- or uh, or my uh, former ba- high school baseball coach, who's a huge Kansas City Royal fan, and uh, followed this guy when he was on the Kansas City Royals. Like he was with the Kansas City Royals. Um, especially in that 2015 World Series squad, too. So he was, like, one of the main stars of that. Then he went to San Diego, signed that uh, contract, like, eight years. Which, by the way, we do not have to pay a cent of that contract. Yeah, so we have him at least for four years left on that contract, and we don't have to pay a dime of it. San Diego will cover it. So at least for that. At least that will probably work out for uh, guys like Bogarts and Devers, like, in their cause to get a hefty deal. Yeah. And that would be good for someone like uh, working with J.D. Martinez for the next few months. And maybe guys like maybe Tristan Casas, like him being mentored to J- or, uh, Tristan Casas when he finally gets called up and maybe take over J.D. Martinez's spot as DH. Because yeah. all three of them are Cuban Americans and both of them are from the Miami area. So, yeah, so I think I think one of them, like I think uh, Hosmer actually went to the same high school as uh, Tristan Casas, I think. And they're talking about, too, like, once he gets called up, he might be a huge mentor to uh, Costa and stuff like that and, like, kind of, like, at, or kind of help him along in this career, too, like, be a big leaguer and stuff like that. So I hope that's true. Oh, and by the way, a huge stat, 
he is a 354 hitter at Fenway Park. Just a little side note there. Yeah. Yeah, so we're getting a pretty good bat. We should. Yeah, we should. At least for four more years, we should be getting a pretty good bat. Yeah. So he'll make his debut tomorrow starting the Kansas City uh, series. Fitting. Playing his first Red Sox career where he began his career in Kansas City. Yeah. Fitting. Yeah. <laughs> Fitting. Yeah, really. Yeah. But I'm really excited about the Hosmer trade. I'm really am excited. That's the one trade I really am excited about. Just kind of deal. Yeah. Just the fact like, oh, man. And we got someone who can, a first baseman, as we were going to do in the trade, get a first baseman who Aiken hits and who is good defensively too. Yeah, because I'm kind of getting sick and tired of watching Franchi Cordero try to play first base and botch that up. Yeah, really. Which, by the way, he got optioned down to a Worcester or a Worcester, so he is not on the roster anymore. Nope, sorry. All right. So that's it for game two and Tuesday. So um, I was kind of a little upset too that we didn't get a relief pitcher or maybe another quality of. Uh, uh, controllable uh, starting pitcher and stuff like that for the future and stuff like that because we really do need pitching, especially in the bullpen. I shouldn't have to stroke every time I see Sal Moore come out, come out of the pen and stuff like that or somebody that's – I mean, Schreiber, I still trust. I still think he'll get it done. Um, trying to think who else. I mean, I'm a little team tighter on Austin Davis. There have been times where he has kind of struggled too, but – yeah, I'm okay with him too, but there have been pitchers too. I don't want to give the ball to, like, especially Jake Diekman when he was here. I did not want to get the ball to him because <laughs> he's going to find a way to F it up. Yeah. All right. Mm. I love these iced teas. They're just so good. <laughs> these bricks. No free ads, by the way. Yeah. All right. We go to break and wrap it up with game three of the series. And this one is kind of a one to kind of forget about this one, too. But we'll talk about that once we come back. All right. Welcome back to uh, – so we're going to wrap up the series. And, unfortunately, folks, in this game, we just didn't really have an answer offensively for Jose Urquidy. He just was just carving us up until – up until, like, the sixth inning where we finally got a base hit. But after that, just not a lot. Just, like, just four base hits, mostly from um, new Red Sox catcher Reese McGuire – yeah, Hill just not didn't have it like coming back from his uh welcome back, Rich Hill from uh the IL, his first start since like early or that uh Cubs or a uh, first of July Cubs game. And yeah, I just didn't have him this one. And then yeah. Um Bayo got injured and stuff like that. Just a lot of things going on in this game. But it just doesn't wasn't fun. Astros do avoid a sweep and they win six to one. And that ends the Red Sox a uh, three-game win streak, and they are now back at 553 and 53. Yes. All right. Here we go. All right. So leading off and playing uh, center field for the Red Sox is Jaron Duran, 0 for 4, no runs, no RBIs, no walks, and he does strike out two of those three at-bats, or two of those four at-bats, I should say. Yeah, sorry. All right. Batting second, playing left field, Tommy Pham, one for four, no runs, no RBIs, no walks, any strikes out zero times. All right, and then uh, batting third and playing DH is Rafael Devers, 0 for four, no runs, no RBIs, no walks, any punches out, all three or three of those four bats. All right, 
Batting uh, fourth and playing shortstop, Xander Bogarts, one for four, one run, one RBI, zero walks, and he does strike out once. All right, batting uh, fifth and playing right field, Alex Verdugo, 0 for three, no runs, no RBIs, no walks, and he strikes out once. All right, and then uh, batting sixth and playing uh, third base is Christian Arroyo, 0 for four, no runs, no RBIs, no walks, and he strikes out zero times. Batting uh, seventh and playing uh, first base is uh, Bobby Dahlbeck. 0 for 3, no runs, no RBIs, no walks, and he strikes out once. Or one of those three at-bats. All right. And then uh, batting eighth and playing catcher, making his Red Sox debut, is Reese McGuire. Uh, two for free. So pretty good day from him. Pretty much the real offense in this game. No runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and he strikes out zero times. Well, that's Andrew Bogarts. We'll talk about that in a little bit. All right, and then batting ninth and playing second base is uh, Yomer Sanchez, 0 for 2. So the hit streak uh, or hitless streak continues. No runs, no RBIs, one walk, and he does strike out twice. So two of those three at bats, or all two of the, or all two of those two at bats. All right. So basically, just one offense. Basically, just a double by Tommy Pham, then a home run by uh, Xander Bogarts, his ninth of the year. In the ninth inning, off of Will Smith, uh, not the actor Will Smith, uh, the relief pitcher that the Astros got from the um, Braves. So uh, with nobody on and one out, and then yeah, RBIs just one from uh, Bogarts. Yeah, Boston pitching. Here we go. So getting the start in this one and pitching three innings. Welcome back, Rich Hill, but he gets the loss, so he's now four or a four, a four and five. He does give up six hits, surrenders four runs, and yes, all four of them are earned. Walks one, nobody strikes out one, gives up a home run, and leaves the game with a 4.52 ERA. Right. Brian Bayo, he comes in and pitches 0.2 innings. He does give up two hits, uh, does not surrender a run, and obviously none of them are earned. Walks nobody, strikes out two, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with an 8.47 ERA. Hirokazu Salmora comes in and pitches 0.1 innings. No hits, no runs, no earned runs. Walks nobody, strikes out nobody, gives up zero home runs, and leads the game with a 3.40 ERA. All right. Caleb Borg, he comes in and pitches three innings. Gives up four hits, surrenders two runs, and yes, all two of them are earned. Walks nobody, strikes out two, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with a 9.49 ERA. All right. uh, Ryan Brazier, he comes in and pitches an inning. No hits, no runs, no earned runs. Walks nobody, strikes out one, gives up zero home runs, and leaves the game with a 5.49 ERA. All right. Houston Astros are right. leading off and playing uh, second for the Astros is Jose Altuve, 4 for 4, so pretty good day from him. One run, zero RBIs, zero walks, and he strikes out zero times. Batting right. second and playing shortstop, Jeremy Pena, 1 for 4, no, one run, zero RBIs, zero walks, and he strikes out once. All right, and then batting third and playing DH is uh, Yom, or, uh, or Yordan Alvarez, 0 for 4. Uh, no runs, one RBI, zero walks, and he strikes out zero times. All right. Batting fourth and playing third base, Alex Bregman, 2 for free, so pretty good day from him. One run, one RBI, zero walks, and he strikes out zero times. All right, batting fifth and playing left field, uh, Yanni Diaz, 1 for free, one run, zero RBI, zero walks, and he strikes out zero times. Batting six and playing right field, uh, Kyle Tucker, uh, two for four, so pretty good day from him. One run, two RBIs, zero walks, and he strikes out zero times. All right. And then uh, batting seven, they're playing first base, uh, Trey Mancini. He goes up one for four, 
one run, two RBIs, zero walks, and he strikes out twice. All right, and then uh, batting eighth and playing catcher, former former Red Sox and friend Christian Vasquez, 0 for 4, no runs, no RBIs, no walks, and he does strike out once or one of those four bats. All right, and then uh, batting ninth and playing center field, Mauricio Dubon, former Red Sox farmhand. Um, so he goes uh, one for four, no runs, no RBIs, no walks, and he strikes out twice. Yeah. Or former Red Sox farm player. Yeah, I should say that. I probably should start saying that. Former Red Sox farm player. Yeah, I just say it. It's like he used to play in the Red Sox farm system is what I'm trying to say. All right, and then we trade him. Yeah, I'm trying to see, find out who, who we did trade him to. All right, so as I said, doubles, one from Pena, one from uh, Altuve, one from Dubon, and then uh, one from Tucker. And then a uh, home run, as I said, Man City, his 11th of the year, in the second inning off of Rich Hill with one on and nobody out. Then RBIs, as I said, uh, one from Al- or, uh, Alvarez, one from Bregman, two from Mancini, and uh, two from Tucker. All right. Houston pitching, here we go. So getting the start in this one and pitching seven innings and getting the win uh, is Jose Yaquiti. Uh, so he's 10-4, and four, so he gave up two hits. Yes, only two hits. Surrendered no runs, and definitely none of them were earned. Walked nobody, punched out 10, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a 3.62 area. So he pitched the gem today. Yeah. And then uh, Seth uh, Martinez, he comes in and pitches an inning, gave up a hit. He Excuse me. He does surrender. He does not surrender a run, and yes, none of them are earned. Walks a person, strikes out nobody, gets up zero home runs, and left the game with a two point ten ERA. All right, and then Will Smith. He came in and pitched an inning. He does give up a hit, and he does surrender a run. And yes, that one run was earned. Walked nobody, struck out nobody, gave up a home run, and left the game with a four point fifty ERA. All right. Here we go, score and summary. So, Reds or Astros do get on the board first. That's basically our Alvarez. He grounds out to a shortstop, which basically was a sack round out to score. Um, Altuve, one nothing uh, Astros. Then a sack fly by uh, Bregman scores. Um, Pena to make it 2 nothing Astros. Then the bottom of the second, Trey Mancini goes yard uh, into uh, the Crawford box or left center field to score himself. And Kyle Tucker for nothing Astros lead. Then the bottom of the fifth, Kyle Tucker, he doubles up bases clearing double to in the center field to score Bregman and Diaz. Six nothing Astros lead. And the Red Sox, their only run was basically a home run in the top of the ninth by uh, Xander Bogarts into uh, the Crawford boxes, also in the left center field to make it a one nothing five run uh, Astros lead. That's where your final score would stand. I mean, hats off to Jose Aquidia, especially. I mean, uh, I couldn't say too bad about him because he is on a few of my fantasy teams too that we do and stuff like that. And so, but he pitched a gem today. As much as I really wanted to see that guy really finally give up a base hit, which he eventually did in the sixth inning on a on a Reese McGuire like basically opposite field line drive that basically went over the shortstop's head and basically went in the left field. So yeah. But hats off to him. He pitched a really good game. Couldn't really expect more from him. I mean, at this point, I'm just glad we got, like, a serious win at this point. It gets a really good Astros team. So, yeah. Yeah. Going to uh, Brian Bale. We forgot about this, too. So, apparently, he was pitching really good in relief to the point, okay, so Bale might actually be good 
as a bullpen arm. But once he was t- or uh, or had in that bat with uh, um, Jeremy Pena, or basically was uh, pitching it, uh, pitching against that bat against Jeremy Pena, he was grabbing onto his back, kind of like, and they took him out of the game. And it's kind of looking like he's having like back problems and stuff like that, or back spasms. Hopefully, it doesn't. It isn't really that severe, and hopefully, he'll come back soon. But we'll find out in the next few days. Probably might have to call somebody else up or something like that. He might enter the IL. He's just been having a really bad rookie of the year or rookie year so far. He's just not having good. I mean, he's not really pitching good, at least as a starter. Bullpen wise, he's been pitching. Yeah, especially today, he had electrifying stuff in this game, and he just just had been having rotten luck so far as a rookie. And I really want the kid to succeed too. I really feel like. He could be one of our key pitching or pitching rotation pieces kind of deal. I feel like he could be useful for us. It's just, I don't know, if it's just the year, like it's just it's just a rough year for him and he'll eventually figure it out, we don't know. I just hope he does not turn into like something like, I'm trying to think of who. Um, yeah, It was a pitcher way back in the day. I'm trying to think of who his name was. Um, it wasn't Caleb Board. It was. It started with an O. It started with an O and K too. I was trying to think, but he was supposed to be a top. Like, um, crap. Hold on. We'll figure this. Hold on. We got time in the segment. We'll figure this out. All right. Red Sox. Sox prospects. All right. We'll find out. They'll probably say something here. All right. All right. Let's see. Draft history. Let's see. But this dude was supposed to be a really good pitcher and just did not pan out, Condiel. All right. Oh, yeah, Henry Owens. Yeah, he was supposed to be really good. And he just didn't hand, hand out. I knew when you saw the name, I thought, okay, I know who that – I know. I Yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, so. Get out of here, you stupid scam call. Your extended warranty's up. <laughs> no, it isn't. <laughs> right. Jordan Weems. He now pitches for the – yeah, so I'm just looking here at this 2011 draft class, which would have been – these guys would have been like some of these guys, or at least the high school players would have been the same age as me. Let's see. Caleb or Henry Owens. How old would he have been? Uh Oh, wait. Uh, oh, yeah, he is the same age as me. Yeah, Wow. Henry Owens. Yeah, this dude would have been the same age as me. He just did not pan out. Wow. Yeah, he just didn't pan out, and we basically just waved him after that. I don't think he's playing anymore. I don't think he is. Yeah, I really don't think he is. Yeah. Which is sad. I hope that doesn't happen to Brian Bayo. I kind of hope really big fates happen to the dude. Or happen for the dude, yeah. Or happen, not happen to him, happen for him. Yeah. Yeah. So not a lot for... I got left of this series, just a really good series. And they did what they were supposed to. And they, in the first two games, they won pretty close. And that's what you're supposed to, especially if you're going to be in the postseason, like win these close games and these really tight ones. Yeah. And that's what they did. And they got a win against a pretty good Astros team, which I'm thinking will go toe to toe with the New York Yankees and possibly the ALCS. And I feel like there are – I think the Astros are our last hope of making it. So, the Yankees World Series does not happen. Really, I feel like if the Yankees are going to possibly win a World Series or possibly get to the World Series, 
They have to get past Houston, and so far this season, they have not done good against Houston. So, and I think they threw a no hitter against uh, the Yankees at one point, like a fine no no. So yeah, yeah, that'll actually show. Yeah, I'm about to say the big bad Yankees. Yeah, you can't get past the Astros, you dummies. <laughs> Which, by the way, they did acquire. Uh, I was kind of mad about this too, but uh, um, they did acquire Frankie Frankie Montas. Oh, Frankie. <laughs> Frankie Montaz, yeah, from the A's as another uh, leaf pitcher or another uh, starting rotation. Yeah. They also got rid of Jordan Montgomery, too. Yeah. Send them to St. Louis. Yeah. Which would help St. Louis because they need pitching, too. I was talking to a Cardinals uh, fan here around, around here, and she basically said, yeah, we, we really need uh, pitching, especially bullpen and, like, re- or uh, starting rotation. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, nothing else about this series, just for the fact that I do kind of like some of the trade or like one of the trades that we did, especially the Hosmer trade. And just glad that we got a series win. First time since Ju- late June when we went to Cleveland. First time. So, yeah, that this is how bad this month has been. You can't win a series. You get beat up by some, especially get beat up by some of these teams. And, it's just doesn't. It just hasn't been fun. I and I fought too. I fought when we headed into July. I thought this is going to be a stressful month, and I was right. And a lot of Red Sox fans were kind of thinking the same thing too. We were right. I mean, this turned into a really crappy, shitty month. And so far, I hope it's over. I hope August is a pretty cool and special month. Yeah. So we'll find out. On to Kansas City. Uh, let's please win, or let's not just win, sweep that series if we can. All right. Let's go over uh, what's up on the farm. We won't go over tonight's box scores for uh, because they're still going on. And, uh, yeah, so we'll probably yeah, just talk about uh, Thursday scores heading into uh, – but I did see that uh, Worcester did play, and I did see one of our uh, – um, that uh, – Manuel Valdez did homer in that game, so at least for that, but they did lose. But we'll, yeah, we'll talk about that in a little in the next episode. But let's talk about Tuesdays and Thursday score, or Tuesdays and Wednesday score, right. or at least Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday scores. Yeah, what did I say Wednesday? Yeah, today is Wednesday. What, what am I talking? All right, just Tuesday. All right, okay. So the Portland Sea Dogs they took on the Erie Sea Wolves. And unfortunately, they lost that one in a one nothing game where basically both teams had just eight hits in total. Or eight hits in total. It's like four apiece. Yeah. So Portland is uh, 47 and 50 at this point. Wallace gets the loss. So he's now one and two. So yeah. So yeah. So it was, it looks like it was a scoreless game up until the ninth. And then that's when Erie Count took the lead in the ninth and basically just held on and never looked back. So yeah. So as I said, Walls is like uh has a 5.20 ERA. Yeah, not great. All right. Okay, and the Woo Sox, they took on uh the Portland or the Durham Bulls and lost 16 to nothing. They also had four hits. Ugh, man, not a lot of offense. All right. So 51 and 49 for the Woo Sox. Harblick gets the loss, so he's now 1-5 with a 6.37 ERA, so he is not doing so hot so far this year. Yeah, not good. Ugh. All right. Then the Greenville Drive, they took on the Rome uh, Braves and unfortunately lost 10-5. to 
So they are now 36 and 59 at this point, despite a home run by Nathan Hickey. Um, for John, gets the loss, so he's now uh, two and four with a 6.10 ERA, so not great. And, and then the Salem Red Sox, they took on the Fayetteville Woodpeckers and lost two for eight to four. Man, all four teams lost on Tuesday. Not great. They are now 49 and 47 at this point, despite a Marcelo Meyer home run. Cepeda gets the loss, so he's now two and two with a 7.49 ERA. Yeah, not great. Yeah. Yeah. We probably will go over uh, at least the what's going on right now. All right. So right now in the tonight in the heading into the bottom of the ninth, Erie is Erie's leading up Portland nine to four right now. Top of the seventh, Greenville is leading uh, Rome five to one with a one out and uh, yeah one out one one count, and then uh, and then uh, Salem and Fayetteville are tied up in the top of the fifth uh, five five with nobody out. We're basically right now we're yeah, so nobody out. We're basically the start of that inning, and then as I said, yeah, Worcester lost to uh, Durham like three to one today. Today, so yeah, so that's it. What for what's up on the farm? Pretty short, yeah, yeah, because there was no games on Monday, so yeah, so yeah. all right, we'll go to break and talk about standings, postseason standings, and Red Sox stat leaders. Wrap it up also with a fancy baseball update. We won't do MLB play because uh, today's game was early and like we're still kind of waiting on some of the salt, so I just decided maybe just yeah, not really. Well, you know what we could. You know what we could. We could do MLB play. Yeah, you know what? That's right. We could just. Maybe we could just do it. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Never mind. Never mind. All right. We'll just wait until uh. Our next episode. All right. And then finish it off with a series. Look ahead to the Kansas City series. All right. Welcome back and talk to uh start off with the MLB standings. So right now, so in the American League, in the East Division. Leading the pack still with a 70 and 36 record. First team, the 70 and possibly the best team in baseball right now. I hate to say it, the New York Yankees. Yuck, I cannot believe I said that, but anyway. All right. In second place, the Toronto Blue Jays with a 58 and a 46 record. Behind them are the Tampa Bay Rays with a 55 and a 49 record. Behind them are the Baltimore Orioles with a 4, or 54 and a 51 record. And in dead last place, 17 games back, your lovely Boston Red Sox with a 53 and 53 record. Yeah. So all teams are at above 500. It's just that our division is just that good. Yeah. Best division ever. Yeah. All right. In the central division, lean the pack is the Minnesota Twins with a 55 and 49 record. Behind them are the Cleveland Guardians with a 54 and 50 record. Behind them are the Chicago White Sox with a 53 and 51 record. Behind them are the Detroit Tigers with a 42 and 64 record. And in dead last place, the Red Sox next opponent, um, 14 and a half games back, the Kansas City Royals with a 50 or 41 and 64 record. In the West Division, leading the pack right now is the Houston Astros with a 68 and a 38 record. Behind them are the Seattle Mariners with a 57 and a 49 record. Behind them are the Texas Rangers with a fit or a 46 and 58 record. Behind them are the LA Angels with a 44 and 59 record. 
and in dead last place and possibly the worst team or or worst team in the American League right now is the Oakland A's with a 39 and a 66 record, 28 and a half games back. Yeah. All right. So in the National League in the East Division right now is the New York Mets with a 66 and a 38 record. Behind them are the Atlanta Braves, the defending World Series champion Atlanta Braves with a 63 and 42 record. Behind them are the Philadelphia Phillies with a 50 or 56 and 48 record. Behind them are the or the Miami Marlins with a 47 and four, or 57 record. And in dead last place and possibly the worst team in baseball right now is the Washington Nationals with a 36 and 70 record. 31 games back of the division. All right. In the central division, leading the pack right now is the Milwaukee Brewers with a 57 and 46 record. Behind them are the St. Louis Cardinals with a 55 and 40 or 48 record. Um, behind them are the Cincinnati Reds. Man, they kind of picked things up a little bit, man. They've been better at least. Yeah. So 42 and a 61 record. Behind them, but like basically like half a game or so, is the Chicago Cubs with a 41 and a 62 or a 61 record. And in dead last place and 16 games back is the Pittsburgh Pirates with a 50 or 41 and 62 record. In the West Division, um, leading the pack right now and possibly the best team in the National League is the LA Dodgers with a 70 and 33 record. I should, yeah. Uh, looks like the best team in baseball right now actually could be um, the Dodgers right now, at least. It looks like they have more. W- or less losses than the Yankees do. Like three less. Huh. Uh, anyway, all right. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. All right. In second place, the uh, San Diego Padres with a 60 and a 46 record. Behind them is the San Francisco Giants with a 51 and 53 record. 53, 53 record. Behind them is the Arizona Diamondbacks with 46 and a 58 record. And in dead last place and 25 and a half games back is the Colorado Rockies with a 46 and 60 record. All right. If the playoffs were to end today, this is what your playoff field would look like. All right. In the American League, your three division leaders in order, the New York Yankees in the East, the Houston Astros in the West, and the Minnesota Twins in the Central. And your three wildcard teams in this order, the Blue Jays, Mariners, and Rays. Yeah. All right. In the National League, here we are. Your three division leaders in order, Dodgers in the West, Mets in the East, and Brewers in the Central. And then your three wildcard teams in order, the Braves, Padres, and Phillies. That is what your playoff team would, or playoff field would look like heading in or if the season were to end today. All right. Okay, so stat, Red Sox stat leaders. Here we go. All right. So leading the team in batting average right now is Rafael Devers with a 322 batting average. Leading the team in home runs is Devers also with 23. Leading the team in RBIs is Story with 58. Leading the team in stolen bases is Story, also with 10. Leading the team in runs, it's Devers with 63. Leading the team in on-base percentage is up Bogarts with 387. 
Leading the team in slow game percentage, it's uh, Devers with a 605. Leading the team in ops or uh, OPS, it's uh, Devers with 981. Leading the team in uh, hits, it's Bogarts with 116. In doubles, it's J.D. Martinez with 32. In triples, it's Duran with 3. In walks, it's uh, Bogarts with 51. Strikeouts, it's uh, Trevor Story with 105. Caught stealing, it's uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. with three. Games played, it's uh, Bogarts with 101. And at-bats, it's Verdugo with 386. All right. Okay, pitching, here we go. So uh, ERA, it's uh, uh, or ERA, it's Pavetta with 444. I think that's either worst or basically best. Maybe it could be worst. All right, I, I'm... Also, because, yeah, there are other guys on this team with war- better ERAs than Pavetta. Not bashing on Pavetta, Pavetta, but, yeah. just I feel like they're, yeah, it's probably, what about the relief pitching, too? I mean, they have to have something like a low of force, something like that. But anyway. Wins, it's Pavetta with eight. Strikeouts, it's Pavetta with 114. Saves, it's uh, the Collinsville, Illinois native Tanner Houck with eight. Whip, it's Pavetta with 1.32. Batting average against, it's Pavetta with 249. Innings pitch, it's uh, Pavetta also with eight or 118.2. Complete games, it is a three-way tie between Ivaldi, Pavetta, and Waka with one. All right, and then let's see. And then uh, game start or games played, it's Diekman with 44, but he is no longer on the team. Uh, game started, it's uh, Pavetta with 21. Uh, losses, it's Pavetta with eight. Save opportunities, it's Tanner Houck with nine. Collinsville, Illinois native, but I probably won't say that again. All right, at least for this episode. All right, earned runs given up, it's Pavetta with 59. Runs given up, it's Pavetta with 59. Hits given up, it's uh, Pavetta with 113. Home runs given up, it's Evaldi with 18. And then walks given up, it's Pavetta with 44. All right. Yeah, okay. So let's see, Bogarts. Here we go. So, oh wait, hold on. Yeah, fielding. Uh, Bogarts leads the team in games played with eighty or ninety-eight. He also leads the team in a game started with eighty nine or nine eighty or ninety-eight. Innings played. Bogarts also with eight hundred fifty. Uh, total chances. Uh, Christian Vasquez with a uh, six hundred forty-nine. Putouts. It's Vasquez with a uh, six hundred ten. Uh, assists, it's uh, Bogarts with 259. Errors, it's uh, Bogart or not Bogarts, uh, Devers with 12. Double plays, it's Bogarts with 56. Uh, stolen base against, it's Vasquez with 37. Caught stealing against, it's Vasquez with 18 or 16. Stolen base percentage against, it's uh, Vasquez with 698. Pass balls, Vasquez also with 3. Wow, pitches Vasquez with 20. And total and fielding percentage, it is a, a two-way tie between Jackie Bradley Jr. and Nick Pavetta with 1,000. And then range factor, it's Vasquez with 8.24. Yeah. I wonder if that will all change for Vasquez since he's now gone now. Yeah. I wonder if someone, yeah, maybe Reese McGuire, maybe, I don't know, or Pawecki. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. Yeah, okay. So that is it for Red Sox stat leaders. Let's talk about fancy. All right. So we won't go over MLB play because they're just stats that need to be kind of put in and like 
games haven't really start or haven't really ended for today as of yet. So we'll probably kind of just yeah, we'll probably just roll with just actual fantasy. All right. So all right. So ML or ESPN fantasy. So the Oakland Bad Bars, they are uh, currently 12 and 3 right now, so pretty good. So I believe they did win their game from last week. Let's see. They did. They beat Team Archibald 304 to 172. So pretty good. Awesome. And current, well, let's see. Currently, right now, they're losing the double D 180 to 118. So yeah. So not great. All right. The wearing of the green, they're currently 11 and 4 right now. So, and on a three game win streak right now. So, pretty good. And I believe, as I probably said, they won their game against uh, San Francisco Rachel, 246 to 221. But currently, right now, they're losing the Baco Oil Rise, 107 or 127 to 44. Yeah. All right. Pay Rafi Devers, so they are currently on a two-game losing streak. They are 10 and 5 right now, and I believe they did lose their game to uh DH is the money 250 or 285 to 185, so basically 100 points. Um, and they're currently losing the Oakland A's pissed me off 211 to 62. I need to get back on my fantasy. What am I doing? <laughs> All right. Arthur reads the goat, so they're currently on. So they currently won their game from last week. They are now nine and six. Let's see. Yeah, they did win their game. They won three hundred and seventy-seven to three hundred forty-one against Dinger Time, and currently right now they're losing the Team Ortiz one hundred and sixty-seven to um one or sixty-eight. Yeah. Not deep. No, this is Gil Ortiz. Never mind. All right. Man, I don't know how they give the names. I'd say any relation to David Ortiz. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, I was about to say cousin or something like that. I don't know. Cousin, uncle. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. The Yankees lose. So currently they lost their game last week. They are nine and six. And let's see. Yeah, so they're kind of on a one-game losing streak. So yeah, they did lose the Team Bulldog 286 to 277. And currently right now, well, at least they're winning against Team Michelle or Team Michelle 100 and or Team Michael or Team Michelle 126 to 69. So pretty good. Dancing on my own. They are currently so they lost their game from last week. They are now six and nine right now. And let's see. So let's see how they did last week. They lost 376 to 300 or 264 to Team Foss. And they're currently beating TS Team Cost 108 to 93. All right. So pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like if I, yeah. I mean, I didn't really have time to kind of do some of my lineups and stuff like that. Like, especially today, I just didn't really have time. I mean, Stuff like that, but still no excuse. Still no excuse. All right. All right. So the Frio take. This is Yahoo Fantasy, by the way. Yahoo. So we're done with ESPN. So um the Frio take, they are now nine and five, right? Or nine, five, and one right now. So nine wins, five losses, and one draw. And last week they did lose their game against uh Ice five to four. And currently this week they are beating. Chinese letters choice team nine to nothing. Yeah. 
or something like Chinese lettering. The first yeah, few, yeah, I, I can't read that. Yeah, sorry. Sorry about that. I, I just, yeah. All right. Okay, so Gone Bridge. So currently, right now, they are 8, 6, and 1. So 8 wins, 6 losses, and 1 draw. So last week, they lost their game to Rebuilding again, 6-3. to three. And currently this week, they're losing to Brian's fascinating team, 8 to nothing. Yuck. All right. So, and then um, Section 10. So currently right now, they are 6, 7, and 2. So 6 wins, two, 7 losses, and 2 draws. All right. And last week... They lost to Nefarious Nidos, uh, seven to two, so not great at all. And currently this week, they're beating a uh, Itralis Metropolitan or Metropolitans five to four. All right, so pretty good. All right, starting nine. So currently, they are four, ten, and one. So four wins, ten losses, and one draw. So they're not doing good. All right. Last week they lost their team to Pokes Passion or lost their game against Pokes Passion eight to two, so not great. And currently this week they're tied up with Bench Warmers five to five. Yeah, not great, man. What happened? Maybe it's a curse. Maybe you got maybe Barstool should not have fired Carabas and Dallas Brayton. Yeah, just saying, just saying. You should have kept those guys and extend them. Well, they didn't really fire them. They just didn't extend them to new contracts. Yeah. Yeah. But still, you should not have done that. <laughs> All right. Still a little bars too, but you shouldn't. Uh, you should not have done that. All right. All right. Royal Rooters. So currently, right now, they are six, seven, and two. They are six wins, seven losses, and two draws, as the same as Section 10. Uh, fitting two. Yeah. Fitting. Yeah. Two kind of entities, the Boston Red Sox. All right. And last week they beat a futuristic eight to two, so pretty good, awesome. And currently this week they are beating a Dems. Oh, oh man, eh, never mind. We won't talk about that name. Never mind. All right, yeah. So this is kind of a sensitive name that he just said. All right, so uh, so they're beating this sensitive team's name for the three. So yeah. All right, so pretty good. Okay. All right, so call him Poppy. So currently they are nine and six right now. Let's see how they did last week. I believe they might have lost. They did the Kentucky Cubs. Yeah, not great. And currently this week they're losing the square 20, 32, 20, or 32, 39, five to three. So not great. All right. So that's it for fantasy. All right. We will go to break and then wrap it up with a. Uh, Serious look ahead to Kansas City and final thoughts. All right, we are back to wrap up the show and let's talk about the series in Kansas City. Yeah, I feel like I'm going to be chirping old my coach, my former high school coach about this game. He's a huge KC fan, Kansas City Royals, as we alluded to um, earlier in the show when I talked about Eric Hosmer. All right, so yeah, first game with the Red Sox, and yeah, I think. I think first time back with Kansas City or back in Kansas City. Well, not back with the team, but like playing in Kansas City as an opposing player. Yeah. All right. So that game is Thursday. So it's, I believe it's a four game set in Kansas City. So let's see. All right. So 
Game one is on Thursday at 7.10 Central Time for me. Um, it will be uh, 8.10 for our East East or 8.10 on the East Coast or Eastern Time, and then whatever time zone for everybody else. Yeah. All right. And then uh, Nick Pavetta will go up against uh, Chris Buzik or Bozik. Um, so, yeah, Pavetta, he is 8-8 eight eight with a 4.47 ERA. Last time he pitched was like last Saturday, I believe, against the Brewers. Yep, on Saturday, he pitched five innings, gave up four hits, or gave up four hits, surrendered four, or gave up nine hits, surrendered four runs, walked two people, struck out four, and got the loss in that outing. All right. And then Chris Bozik, he uh, is two and six with a 5.4 or 5.45 BRA. Last time he pitched was, let's see, last time he pitched was on a, Friday against the New York Yankees, pitched six innings, gave up four hits, surrendered three runs, walked two people, struck out six, and got a no decision in that outing. All right. Then Friday, that game will be at 7-10, also Central Time, and then 8-10 Eastern Time. Um, No starter has been announced for the Red Sox, so it's, yeah, TBD again. Yeah, wonderful TBD. You love them, you know them. Yeah, all right. And then going up against Zach Granke, we will talk about him. He is a three and six with a four point forty one ERA. All right. Last time he pitched was on Sunday against the Yankees. So he pitched five innings, gave up four hit or gave up five hits, surrendered three runs, walked two people, struck out six, and got another decision in that outing. All right, and then Saturday, that game will be at 6-10 Central Time, 7-10, or 6-7-10 Eastern Time for everybody else. Nathan Yavaldi versus up against uh, Daniel Lynch. All right, that game will be, or uh, Nathan Yavaldi, he is a 5 or a 5-3 with a 4 point, or 4.11 ERA. Last time he pitched was on Monday against the Astros. Come on, load. All right, he... Gave, or uh, he uh, pitched uh, six point one innings, gave up four hits, surrendered a run, or, or surrendered no runs, walked two people, struck out six, and got the win in that outing. So pretty good. Could have been the last outing of a uh, Red Sox career, but it wasn't. All right, Daniel Lynch. He is seven and four, or uh, four and seven, with a four point seventy ERA. And last time he pinched, or pinched. <laughs> Last time he pitched was on Monday, also against the White Sox. Pitched uh, 1.5 innings, gave up six hits, surrendered or, or surrendered no runs, walked nobody, struck out seven, and got the win in that outing. All right. Okay, and then Sunday, that game will be at one ten Central Time and then two ten Eastern Time. It will be against uh, Cutter Crawford against uh, Brian or uh, Brad Keller. All right, let's see. Uh, Crawford is three and three with a three point eighty six ERA. Last time he pitched was on Tuesday against the Astros, and another stellar outing. All right, so he pitched uh, six innings, gave up seven hits, surrendered a run, walked no but or walked a person, struck out six, and got the win in that outing. All right, and then Brad Keller, he is five and twelve with a four point sixty one ERA. All right, let's see, yeah, uh, he. Come on, load. He pitched uh, against the White Sox on Tuesday. 
He gave up five hit or or what? Hold on, pitched five point two innings, gave up thirteen hits, or surrendered eight runs, walked a person, struck out three, and got the loss in that outing. All right, so that is it. All right, so that's a series. All right, and then let's talk about the weather in Kansas City. So, Thursday, that get all right. So, weather at game time clear skies, 71 degrees, five to 10 mile per hour winds, and a seven percent chance of rain, which is not much. All right, get out of here, dumb ads. All right, Friday, the same thing, 77 degrees, mostly clear skies, five to 10 mile per hour winds, and then a six percent chance of rain. All right, and then uh, Saturday, that game, mostly clear skies, 70, 78 degrees, 10 to 15-mile-per-hour winds, and a 12% chance of rain. And then Sunday, that game, 95 degrees, sunny, sunny along with a few clouds, a stray shower or thunderstorm possible, but, yeah, um, 10 to 15-mile-per-hour winds, and, like as I said, 15% chance of rain. Right. So, yeah. That is it for uh from uh yeah that's it the series look ahead all right all right so final thoughts um rest in peace uh Ben Scully former Dodgers radio broadcaster and stuff like that so yeah so yeah so yeah what a legend another legend has now gone even though this guy wasn't a Boston Red Sox uh radio broadcaster but I kind of do see him being like. Something like Joe Castiglione, way like kind of like that legendary, like kind of the soundtrack to your summers if you're a Dodgers fan, stuff like that, and other like maybe even a baseball fan too. That is basically one of the voices you want to hear, kind of deal. Yeah, and also an Irish American too. Yeah, so yeah, I did. Yeah, he grew up in New York. He uh, basically did broadcasting with the Brooklyn Dodgers when the LA Dodgers were the Dodgers, and then moved out west when they moved out west. So and has been with them. So yeah, he even did broadcasting in the '40s. So he got the play, or he got the call games uh, with Jackie Robinson in them, and all these famous Dodgers players and stuff like that. And it was pretty neat and cool. Yeah. yeah. So and was there for some of the great Dodger moments, stuff like that. Ninety-four years he passed away. Rest in peace, the goat, Vince Scully. I know there's a guy that um that works in the same district as me that's kind of around like seventy or something years old, but when you hear the guy talk, like this is a former or this is like a custodian I kind of like have like have dealt with and stuff like that and like kind of worked alongside a little bit too, especially when I subbing. So apparently he has a voice that kind of sounds like Ben Scully too. That's pretty funny. I find, I love that so much. That sound just as a baseball fan that just sounds so good. Just here. Hearing someone that sounds like Ben's quality, that just, yeah. 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 I've told that, I've told that to some people, and they're oh, yeah, we, yeah, yeah, we know that. <laughs> yeah, all right, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> yeah. So rest in peace, Ben Scully, one of the best. So, yeah. But that's it, final thoughts. I mean, nothing else to talk about. Just try, 
please try to win the series against Kansas City. Not just win it, just sweep them. The Kansas City Royals are not that good. Yeah, well, we said that about the Cubs, and they basically took two out of three from us earlier in June. That, that's that's where I thought this season was going to be. This month was going to be bad. Just after seeing that, I mean, seriously. Well, we have a chance to right the wrongs of that. Let's try to win a series, not win, sweep a series against Kansas City Royals. Let's try to do that, guys. Seriously. Let's try to make this month in August a better month than July was. Because seriously, I thought my mental health was about to break in July. <laughs> like, I was almost in the crazy line. Yeah, I was almost in. Basically, I've basically lost it after some of these some of these losses. Like, I got angry in some of these losses, too. Like, just over-the-top angry kind of deal. And I hope this month is different. I hope it's different. Let's try to make it different, guys. Let's start winning ball games and try to turn the ship around for August. Let's go, boys. Let's go. Let's go, everybody. Let's go, guys. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for this opportunity to share and keep doing what I love. Subscribe, rate, and review on Apple iTunes. Give us a five-star review if you can. Follow the show on Twitter at red underscore charter. And then follow the show on TikTok. Uh, lowercase Sox Illinois. Follow the show on Instagram, also a lowercase Sox Illinois. Follow the show or like the show on Facebook, the Red Sox Nation, the Illinois Charter, and then like the show or follow the show on Spotify and Apple and Google. All right. With that being said, I believe that will about do it. All right. See you guys Sunday. Fun Yana. <laughs>